Welcome to Pagan Coffee Talk, a traditional Wiccan podcast where we will discuss topics affecting the pagan community from a traditionalist perspective. The topics we discuss are picked from our magical hat, and the discussions are unscripted. The talk should be led by Lord Chase Knight Smith, Elder and High Priest of Third Degree, and he's joined by Keegan, First Degree Priestess. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Hi, and welcome to Pagan Coffee Talk. I'm Keegan, and as always, Lord Knight, how are you? (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) Y'all come back, you hear? Oh, don't start! (laughs) So what's our topic for today? The topic for today is chaos magic. Okay. What is it? It's magic. It is magic. Um, no, I mean, it's magic. It's all magic. Well, I've been seeing a lot of talk lately about chaos. And I think the general thinking is it's the negative or the darker. Oh, you mean the, you know, DC version of chaos? Yes. Self-destruction so and all this. Right. Right. Let's start it this way, okay? What's the definition of chaos? Okay, the definition of chaos. Okay, the definition of chaos is? Complete disorder and confusion or unpredictability. Hmm. Does anything malevolent or evil sound bad about that? It actually goes on and says the formless matter supposed to have existed before the creation of the universe. Yes. And that's that's per Webster's Dictionary. All right. Then again, what seems so dark and dismal about this? If, the, if you are correct and they are talking about this in a negative light. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. The problem is, is that chaos is nothing but a lack of order. Right. These are two opposing forces of one another. There's nothing good or evil about this. Even dark, malevolent forces can be organized. What would be the opposite of chaos magic? Organized magic? Well, but we don't call it that. No, you may, mainly you hear, you know... That of order. Well, we just say magic. We just say magic because, again, we are reaching into the ether. We are reaching into the chaos of the future. The unrandomness or the randomness? Randomness of the future, taking an outcome which we want to happen and making that more like to become more a possible outcome versus a not outcome manipulation right i mean it's it's, it's no different than going to school and studying a specific, a specific field yeah you might be able to do it without a degree but you'd probably have better luck with a degree or make more money does that make sense 
Mm-hmm. So you have chaos magic, which is random and lack of order. Right. And you have organized magic, which is unrandom and very ordered. I guess. You know, I, I, I think the problem most people get into is that if you introduce chaos into an organized system, it starts to break it down because there's chaos. There's unpredictable. Well, what would be the need to work with just chaos magic? Well, I mean, I think we all do that, though. So I mean, are they? You see what I'm saying? We don't mess with what's going on now to a certain so, extent. We mess with what's in the future. I mean, yeah, we can control or manipulate other people. Don't we? Well, we do. <laughs> I mean, the prime example is, you know, standing there at the, well, again, harder now to do it than, you know, in the past, but standing there in the grocery line and seeing a friend or somebody across the way and wanting them to look at you to get mm-hmm. their attention. Right. Without, you know, yelling, hey! <laughs> Making them turn around. Yeah, just by the thoughts, I mean. But again, even though it's slightly into the future of what you want to do, you're still pulling this out of a chaos. So they we're might pulling- not. So we're pulling from the chaos to manipulate, to make it un-chaos, to make it order. To make it order. If you think about it this way, if everything outside of now is chaos, right? Yeah. That the future is unpredictable or so it can be so random for an individual... Any point can be picked. Any point could possibly happen. So that, to me, sounds like all magic. Right. I was going to say, so it's the only, so we only now, work with chaos magic. There's well, nothing else you to know, work I mean, with. Now, right. You know, unless you're trying, the only way I can see this being a bad thing is trying to dump chaos into a pre-existing organization. Into pre-order. Like what? Well, again, you're a teacher. I mean, imagine you know your class being ordered and all that, and then somebody comes in, and your and your class breaks out in chaos. No order. No order. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. Okay. So if we take this example, if we're trying to purposely put chaos into order, the two forces are opposing one another. But there's no they'll cancel, they'll cancel. They'll cancel each other out. And unless you're working in the present, there is no order magic. It's not like well, I'm going to pull no, from order no. magic. Right. If we're talking about the right subject, we're trying to put order to chaos. To manipulate what we right. the outcome that we want. Right. Right. Huh. Unless I'm completely wrong on this subject, which wouldn't be the first time. Well, not going by the definition either. 
you know, because even all spells, we discussed this before, that you cast a spell, it basically becomes its own entity and will go out and do what it needs oh, to yeah. do to read it, read, reaches its final out gold. Uh, yeah. They definitely right. become their own entity. Right. So let, let's take this concept. I'll put it to you this way. I remember a tale. I believe Lord Men used to tell me about this woman, and she had, she was wanting a clean start to her life and all this other stuff and get rid of some anxiety and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, which seemed like a harmless thing to do. Well, I mean, she does the spell, and lo and behold, within the next six months, her husband leaves her, her kids leave her, she loses her house, her job. Oh, you got a clean slate now. You got to start back from scratch. But there you go. You said a clean slate. There's your clean slate. When what she really wanted was something else. So, again, if this is what people would consider chaos magic, it just upended her life and just completely broke it down. Here's the thing. So I looked up chaos magic, and it says that it's a contemporary magical practice developed in the 1970s in England, referred to as success magic or result-based magic. And chaos magic has been described as a union of traditional occult techniques and applied particularly neo with the neo-skepticism concerning the existence of a knowable truth. I think what happened is, like a lot of words, over the years, chaos magic has been twisted and turned where people, the mainstream people, think it means something that it doesn't. Right. So instead of saying, I work with dark magic, black magic, negative energy, whatever you want to call it, they say, well, I work with chaos magic. And when, in fact, that is not chaos magic. No. Chaos magic is what we all use. <clears throat> you know, I mean, again, it's that balance between two forces. It's the concept to uh, create the plow, one must destroy the sword. For one to make the sword, they must destroy the plow. Destruction and creation go hand in hand with one another. Oh, yeah. For something to be created, something else must be destroyed. Absolutely, especially, particularly in this religion. <laughs> I think that yeah. Yeah, I mean, in chaos and order are nothing more than a reflection of that dynamic of opposing forces. It's just our view of it. Some people want to view chaos as this evil, malevolent force when it's not. You know, it's my concept. Randomness. Right, it's just randomness. Just because it's random doesn't mean it's evil. That's kind of like you know doing random's act of kindness. Oh, love rack, random acts of kindness. I love that. You know, uh, here you have you have random, you have chaos. But with a positive thing happening. Well, I've also heard them say, well, I pull from chaotic energy. I work with chaos magic, so I pull from that chaotic energy. 
pulling from where? Is there a certain? And I have I well, I, and well, there's I, mean, a, I, I find that hard to believe because you to cast a spell, you have to have focus. Yeah, correct. Oh, you better, <laughs> you better. You have to have focus. You have to have concentration. Oh yeah. To introduce chaos into that would mean a lack of focus. According to your definition and what in the world you're talking about is exactly what in the world we're talking about is that we focus on the outcome, not the path there. That's a good point. All right. That random and bad things could happen. You do a spell for a job, right? Uh-huh. Let's say you do a spell quite randomly or not so specific for the best job for you. Mm-hmm. Your ideal job. Okay. All right? And put it that way, you know, regardless of what you know what in the world that job is or not. So three weeks later after doing this, you actually get fired from your job. Okay. Which then puts you onto a path of hunting for a new job, which happens where you happen to pick out this random job that you don't really think about one way or the other. And you get, then you get into the position and you find out it's the perfect job for you. The Hershey's Chocolate Factory. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, magic sort of works that way. It doesn't necessarily good or bad. It is what it it is. Right. And even then, you got to think about, you know, when we think of good and bad, let's be honest here, okay? Roll your eyes now. I I see it here in you. (laughs) Is that we have to look at ethics and morals. All right? And good and bad really depends on which side of the river you're standing on at the time. Oh, sure. What one person might perceive as good, another person might perceive as bad. But now those of us, especially in our tradition, look at things. We realize that sometimes the frog gets away from the fox. Sometimes the fox gets the frog. Sometimes. And that this is neither baneful or harmful because the fox needs to live. Yeah, the fox is happy. His family is very happy about it. Right. Frog's family, not so much. So, I mean, let's look at nature that we consider unordered, that is typically chaotic, but it's not. It's yeah, actually there's quite cycles ordered. There. There's cycles there. There's patterns. Oh, yeah. Can After, nature be chaotic? Yes. Is yes. it chaotic? I would say no. There you is know, well, after generations, after generations and generations of frogs being eaten by animals, they have tens of, th- you know, they have hundreds of babies all at one time. Right. <laughs> Realizing, okay, out of a hundred, out of a hundred tables I have, maybe ten might survive. Right. Because foxes and hawks and eagles and these other animals and owls have to eat. But that's not chaos. But that's not chaos. That's reality. That is the circle of life. That is the cycle. Not the cycle. Now, if you love frogs, you're going to see this as evil and want to kill off all its predators. But really? (laughs) 
Is it so, whose fault is it the frog is on the bottom of the food chain? <laughs> well, I mean, technically it's not, but again, you've got to think about it this way. You know, the fact is, you know, if we're thinking about this in ethics, for the frog, this is a bad thing. They think this is evil. Ooh, that wily fox comes and eats us all the time. Right. To the fox, it's like, ooh, I can catch that. I can stave off hunger one more day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely different issue there. And you think that's what magic is? Right. Well, I, I think that's, you know, when we're looking at good and evil. And when we're looking at that, it really does depend on which side of the river you're on at the time. Well, there is negative energy. There is negative energy. Yes, there are people and things out there who like to hurt just for the pleasure of it. I hunt, but I hunt for meat. I don't hunt for the pleasure of hunting. I'm not going to be mounting no deer head on my walls anytime soon. Right, right. Not that Oswin would let me. (laughs) (laughs) You putting that corpse's head on my wall. (laughs) (laughs) But I just mean, you know, uh, when you start thinking about this, people want to get into these moral dilemmas where it's to follow this path, you've got to be a vegetarian. To do this, you've got to do that. No. There is no one right path. That's right for you. Vegetarian? Where'd that come from? Well, I mean, you know, I've, I've seen those arguments, and people think, you know, you're evil for eating meat. Yeah, but we're full. <laughs> you know. And again, this is another example. It really depends on your viewpoint. Yeah. I mean, it, again. The hungry person. Yeah, you know. <laughs> When you're hungry, you know, you ain't ate in, you know, six months. You know, Ritz cracker looks awful damn good. So does a cow. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is what it is. Right. Can you specifically work with negative energy only? Well, yeah. Wouldn't that be, if you did that, wouldn't that be chaos? No. Because you don't have the balance. Okay, you're assuming that they don't have balance, that they're not organized. Negative energy? Negative, this negative energy, that force. But we're talking about forces that hurt or kill or just for the pleasure of the act. But that's not balanced if there's no no, positive energy. No, that's not necessarily balanced or unbalanced. It just is of itself. The majority of the people I know that follow those paths normally have to leech energies off of other people. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like it's basically like a really bad pyramid scheme. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, a very dangerous one. It's a very dangerous one because we are talking more of destruction without creation. That's good. Does that make sense? Yes, I'm writing that down. Because, you know, when you're dealing with creation, light, whatever you want to call it, it's being created. The energy is continuously being created. When you're talking about destruction and just destruction by itself, isolated away, 
eventually everything's going to get used up. Right, and completely broken down. Back. Right. Which is a bad thing. But let's talk about the creation side of this. If there's only things being created and nothing being destroyed, you're going to run out of room. You wind up almost like a hoarder to the point to where everything's so crowded, it becomes a danger. So we're looking for balance. We're looking for balance. But for me to sit here and tell people, oh, no, the world's sunshine lollipops and the universe is a kind, caring place. It's not. It's not. (laughs) This is totally new information. (laughs) Oh, your surprise right there is just not so much sarcasm whatsoever. What? (laughs) At all. You steal my beating heart. Oh yeah, it's a yes. It's not love and light and rainbows. God no. No, it's not. And there are bad people out there that will use you and abuse you, and if you allow it. Well, you got to know what's going on. That there are going to be people out there that do mean and try to torture you, and mentally and physically, and what about, all that. What about energy vampires? They exist, too. People that will suck you dry. They will suck you dry. You know. But to ignore these things is stupid or pretend like they don't exist is not a good thing either. No, and that's dangerous. It's dangerous. Be aware. Sure. You know. You know, that's kind of like, oh, look, here, I'm going to take this large sum of money and just walk down the middle of this, you know, dark, scary alley that's in a bad part of town. Yeah, that's not smart. No. There's where your logic comes in. You're going to protect your house, and we've got sigils, and we've got the herbs, and we've got everything. We're all protected. We lock our doors at night as well. Yeah. I mean, and you could set alarm systems, and hey, you got alarm systems out there you buy cheap now and install yourself. This is just common sense. There's some common sense here. There's some common sense here. There's got to be. Oh, there has to be, yes. Or uh, you will learn lessons very quickly. Yeah. Hard, horrible lessons. You know, you trust the wrong person and stuff like that, and next thing you know, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> it really depends on what they mean by chaos magic. From your description of what you read, mm-hmm. it basically is is that we concentrate on the outcome instead of the path. They intermix the word chaos magic and shadow work. A lot. If you're talking about shadow work, shadow work just means looking at the ugly side of yourself to me. But, you know, that's just looking at your dark side. So assuming that you don't have one is, well. But that's kind of cool because if you think it's my shadow, well, you got some light in there somewhere or you wouldn't have a shadow. Well, the shadow. Well, yeah, but 
That's a different argument altogether. You're right. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when I have seen chaos magic used, it's been as a form of negative energy that they're working with, and they call it chaos magic. And yeah, it's just a pretty way of saying I, I follow the left hand path. Okay. You know, I'm doing black magic and screw y'all. But chaos is not black. It's just unran. It's just randomness. It's just random. You know, when we talk about the left hand path or black magic, we're talking about people going out doing stuff, seriously trying to curse and hex people. Mean, mean people. Yeah, just for the hell of it. Right. The fox is full, but he's going to eat the frog anyway. I mean, he's going to kill all the frogs just. Because he's tired of seeing frogs. Right. And they're out there. That's like, you know, somebody driving around and going to hit all the dogs in the road that they see. What good does that do? Acting that way, is that? It's a form of control. Ah. I think. I could be wrong, but to me, it just seems like I have control over life and death over these things beneath me. I have control to, I have a power to hurt others. It's an ego boost. Well, couldn't you get an ego boost a different way? For some people, they can't. Some people are wired that way to do bad things. There are, you know, a lot of mental diseases out there, and some are quite subtle. Subtle you, enough to where, you know, I, this is the way I get my jollies. Do you think it's a mental illness for someone to think that way or act that way? Well, I don't want to say a mental illness, but let's say the way they're brought up. Because if you think about it this way, okay? You got a really good computer, right? Uh-huh. And then you got a computer that's not so good. Right. Okay? Works bad, functions bad, whatever. All right? Now, if you put really good software on the bad computer, it could possibly run better. Right? Okay. And if you put really bad software on the good computer, it's going to run bad, too. Sure. Now, if you put good software on the good computer, it's going to run great. Yeah. If you put bad software in the bad computer, it's going to run bad. Yeah. All right? This is an analogy in my head for nature and nurture. Oh, okay. You might have people who have a problem or mental problems, but because of good software or good influences in the environment, they're less likely to do those things. Oh, that's a good analogy. So, you know, when you talk about the whole entire thing of nature and nurture and people, it depends on both nature and nurture. A good person can go bad just because they're in a bad situation. Right. You would do things you normally wouldn't do. Right. You know, a perfectly healthy kid in an abusive house could turn to drugs or whatever, or it could even themselves turn out to be someone to abuse others. Right. Right. A good computer with bad programming. Right. 
Well, you might have somebody who might have issues from birth and don't feel or think like we do, but because of a good caring environment, they've learned how to suppress them or not to think about them or to allow those feelings out in a more productive way. Yeah, yeah. So you, right. So you might have a psychopath that's out there and they're not doing anything because they're feeding that need in a positive way. And they're yeah, never the going to let it rip. And then, then you have some that, you know, you got a possible psychopath or somebody with some type of mental disease from birth with bad parenting and a bad environment and they're just going to get worse. Right. That's good analogy. I like that. The computer thing, that's pretty good. Right. I, you know me and my ethics and morals. <laughs> well, nature and nurture is such a big um, controversy. I mean, there's there's people on either side of the road, and you can argue both. But right. you're saying take both of them, put them together. Into consider, put them together. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, you good. don't know the mind of everybody around you. I barely know my own. Uh, well, you know, it is the shallow depths of your mind that I worry about. Yeah, it's questionable. <laughs> shallow depth didn't used to be this way. <laughs> yes, I used to be deep too. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if we actually answered any of these questions. Well, it was kind of hard to answer because chaos magic isn't what most people that use that term is not what they think it is. No, it's not. I think they're misusing it. Shocker. In this community, that never happens. You know, I mean, again, you're back to there are bad people out there. I'm not going to ignore it. Yes, there are wicked witches of the West. <laughs> witches of the South. Or whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, they, they do exist. They are out there. Sure. But then on the other hand, you know, some people you might think that are wicked or do bad things might not be as bad as you think they are. They might just be a fox. Might just be a fox protecting their den. Who knows? I like it. I'm writing this down. I think I'm going to use that all the time. Frog in the fog. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm out of coffee, and the pooch, our lovely little baller, is like, I need to go out. I need to go out. I need to go out. <laughs> and I think if I don't take him out, he's going to, like, eat a piece of my body. It's going to be chaos if you don't take him out, right? <laughs> well, it's going to be something. I don't think it's chaos. <laughs> I'm Alice Coffee, out of coffee as well. Thank you for listening to Pagan Coffee Talk. I hope you join us next week. We travel down this trodden path, a maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks.